0: That's shopify.com slash special offer. Removing things that are inflaming to the body. Our body is amazing and miraculous. And it's this machine that is built to heal itself.
1: It is meant to heal. Our, yes. our base state is healing. Yes. Our base state is health. It's not suffering. It's not, it's not chronic pain. It's homeostasis and health. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This
0: podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma.
1: Welcome, beautiful souls, to another day, another episode here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. I'm your host, Harrison. And today, I have another special, powerful episode for you to tune into. My beautiful guest on today's episode is my friend, Carly Knapp. She is a holistic health coach, much like myself, but as always here on the Cosmic Love Antenna, she is so much more than that. And today we're going to dive into that more. Carly, you know, I think we, when we step out into the world to do the things that we love, we want to bring the light into the things that we love, right? We want to bring the excitement. We want to bring the pleasure. We want to bring the power. And Carly is a powerful example of what that looks like. And I'm excited to share that excitement with all of you today. Carly, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna.
0: Thank you so much, Harrison. I have been a Harrison fan for well, maybe close to a year now.
1: Um, gone quick. It's gone I- quick.
0: Really has. It really has. I can't believe that Clubhouse has been a year. It's been so revolutionary for me. Um, but I just always feel happy in your presence and I think you really bring out the best in people. So I'm excited to talk to you today.
1: Well, that's so sweet, Carly. And I, I receive it. I receive the love. And for people that don't know what Carly's talking about, Clubhouse is a social media platform and it's funny all of my guests that I've had on this podcast so far have been from Clubhouse and it's and I'll just share this with you Kyle maybe you'll find this uh, interesting. I uh, it's taken me a while to start this podcast I, I was thinking to myself why why is that why is it taking me so long to pull my finger out and you know a lot of self-doubt and limiting beliefs were a big part of that but I also look back at what's happened over the last year on clubhouse. And as I was starting this podcast, I was writing the list of all the people I'd love to have on. And I just kept, I just kept going with the list because of all the connections I've made in rooms with you rooms with other people. So it's, yeah, I highly encourage people that have not stepped their foot into the audio platform that is clubhouse either as to speak or to just listen. It's a powerful adventure. Do you, Does that resonate, Carla? Do you agree with that?
0: Okay, twofold, to speak or to listen. You know, the way that I kind of, um, I explain it to, because I I tell clients about it all the time because I think it can be um, good for accountability and information, but it's kind of like a live podcast, right? I mean, sometimes I go about my day. Um, I have a a two-year-old right now. And so a year ago, you know, I was a little more deep in the trenches, but I was really, you know, dying for more human interaction and knowledge so you could stick in an earbud and go on about your day and still be receiving this information um (laughs) as well as like just the like professional collaboration and and, like there's so many projects that i have kind of put off for a while same thing procrastinating is never about time it's about so much more um but I really realized a couple of days ago that I'm so grateful in a way I didn't a lot of times people regret because I think that my goals and missions and knowledge have evolved so much just because of clubhouse. So I have like a different direction now than I would have if I had started two years ago.
1: And I think, I think a big part of it is the, is the voice, right? Because you're using your voice and you're speaking about the things that you love, right? That accelerates more than what you realize, right? Just cause you're just speaking all the time. And, and I don't want to make this a clubhouse <laughs> podcast, but just like one more, one more little thing here. Like we, I, I don't know about you, Carly, maybe you can relate to this. I, I learn as much. I, I learn as much as I teach on the, on the, on the platform. So I'll, I'll read a book, for example, And I'll, and I'll pick up some elements for, I was like, I can use this with my clients. I'll go into clubhouse and I'll cement the lesson that I learned in the book while speaking on clubhouse and then take it to a client. It's, it's this powerful sort of cycle.
0: Yeah. I think like the, the marketing term that you say is like, get the marbles out of your mouth, right? (laughs) Sometimes we have these ideas or thoughts in our head, um, but when you start talking to other people, either in a other professionals or other um, people who have questions about how to elevate their health, it really just starts to put things together. So I think it helps me be a better coach because I get one, I learn from everybody else's experiences, right? Um, and then two, I, my wording is more digestible for people because it's not the first time it's coming out. So I'll yeah. get off the clubhouse sandbox, but I just think it's like that, um, audio apps right now are just like the next
1: thing. They really are. They really are. And yeah, we'll shift gears here, but I just for people listening, if you haven't put your foot in or toe into the water, as they say, uh, definitely use this episode maybe as the impetus to do it. Carly, I want to I wanna start this chat hearing a little bit more about you as the beautiful person that you are. And I I usually start these episodes breaking down someone's past just because I want to hear. But your past I'm particularly interested in for a couple of reasons. And I I already feel that we have a lot in common, but I think I feel we have more in common based off our journey of how we got to where we are today. So I want to hear, Carly, you know, you're a holistic health coach, much like myself. You you know, you you go down the nutrition realm, you help a lot of people with autoimmunity all of these powerful things that you're now doing in the world, how did that occur? What how what led you to where you are right now, speaking to me, what was the impetus in your story that led you to this beautiful light that I see on this screen? Oh, try
0: to be concise, Harrison. You
1: know that that is not my strong point. <laughs> well, well, Carly, let me, I want to hear about specifically, because this is what I want to hit on. I want to hear yeah. about your party girl, your party girl, uh element of your past and, and what shifted, what wall did you hit to lead you to where you are now?
0: Okay. Um, Well, I say that I feel like, um, and I I use God is my, is my reference point. I feel like God was slapping me over the head for years being like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Like it was, you know, I I didn't get one lesson or one hard fall. It was one thing after another, after another. So a little background, um, I had a really, really bad eating disorder. Um, bad. it was you know, I had anorexia, obsessive stuff, but um, more so bulimia. And my early teens, I remember being like 14 and always being weight conscious and weight minded, which I learned I got that just from like social structures and thinking, well, if I could just you know throw up everything for two weeks, then it'd be like I didn't make. Well, they didn't last two weeks. It was a very long struggle. Um, I went to inpatient treatment after that for about a month. Um, and when I got out, like I I knew all the stuff, right? Like I knew how, how it was psychological, how it was emotional, how it was a coping tool. I learned coping tools, yada, yada, but it would go away and then come back again later at points in my life. A lot of time when I was already getting shit-faced, I would get stupid drunk and then find myself back in these vicious cycles. Um, so that's really why and I'll kind of pull back and then pull back in. Um, that's why I really kind of specialize in nutrition, because I think so many people become really obsessed with what should we eat? Tell me how to eat. And it's it may not be anorexia or bulimia, but it's another way of disordered eating or obsession. When I learned in my own journey and in, in treatment and, you know, when talking with clients, it's not the root of the issue. There is something so much deeper that has to be resolved. Um, For you to really, really level up, so that's why I kind of focus in nutrition.
1: Let me ask you a question with that, and if this is totally, you know, too much for you, please feel free to skip over this. All All right. What was your root? So, what was what what did you find out? Was your root thing that you were suppressing? So, a, a bit of it was the eating, but did you were you able to go deeper? Did it go further back?
0: Yeah, I mean. I would say as far back as it went for me, I really learned that it was the way that I thought about my body, which is what I heard from other people thinking that I should think about my body, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There was a lot of other shame and stuff. There was some sexual trauma Mm -hmm. and there was shame and and food was really a numbing and Mm -hmm. a coping mechanism. It was when it basically turned everything off. So, you know, I say that- My inner
1: child, my inner child sense was tingling. That's why I asked the question then. Can can I ask the, you don't have to get into details, but the, the sexual abuse, was that in adolescence or was that further back?
0: It was many, many times. It was in, um, it was when I was very young and all of that did not like unearth itself until my twenties. Um, and then, you know, I continuously put my, I say put myself, but chose to be in these situations that just reinforce it. I had a really brutal rape when I was 16. Um, college it was
1: just one incident after another so let me so it just kept going I want to break this down for people because so Carly thank you for going a bit deeper there with me and I think this is a very valuable topic to hit on I won't go too deep into this but I, I want people to pull out what you said about it repeating right it it continually happening in your life and I might be a little bit controversial here, so please, if this doesn't resonate, then let it go. But if you are triggered by the, these next words that I'm going to say, sit with it, sit with it, and see what comes up. We we attract what we are. Right, I'm just I'm just go outside of the this this the abuse element here. We attract what we are, and we attract what we are, so we can be more. If we have a wound from our childhood, so in your instance, you know, going all the way back. And for whatever reason, we haven't been given the opportunity to heal it, to integrate it, to move on from it. What do you think the likelihood that that is going to continue coming back into our life, not to punish us, not to tell us that we're a horrible being, but so we have the opportunity to heal and move on. What, as someone that went through this, Carly, how does that resonate for you? Is that, do you feel like that matches? Do you feel like it doesn't? What does that, how does that sound?
0: It matches completely. And this is going to be a little, I don't want to say advanced, but maybe like for someone who's on that path, it takes a while. Um, you have to almost learn to love your path, right? And, and be accepting of your of your path instead of having this hate and shame around whatever whatever occurred. You know, these these messages and, and themes in life, I've had other themes too, will continue to reoccur, will continue to reoccur until we really Address it. And I even spoke about like the eating disorder stuff too. You know, I thought I had healed that shit, addressed it, right? But it would come out in a different form later on until you further, or heal it. And healing is like an onion. You know, I think that sometimes people say, well, it's done. Well, uh, you know, like kind of, it might come out in another way later. And that's not a bad thing. It's part of our journey. It's part of why we're here. We're choosing it. And it's a really beautiful thing. But the, the, most helpful tip that I would like to give someone going through that process. And I understand it's hard. I understand that completely. But over time, if you can come to a place of loving and accepting these traumas and pains for what they have taught you and how they have elevated you, that's what, when things move forward, right? Like, and I'll, I'll use mine for, for an example, for someone else, like, like now I can look back and and I can love my disordered eating because it did so much for me at the time. It was a coping skill. It taught me so much. I'm grateful that I had that experience, right? And, and even the other, um, the other traumas and you know, sexual experiences that I had. I look back and I was actually in a yin yoga class last night. And I, I didn't even say, I forgive you. It wasn't even this point of forgiveness. It was like, okay, well, that was kind of interesting. Right. Like that, that was what it was. And that I've evolved so much from that. And I would not be who I am or be able to reach the people that I reach without that experience. Yeah. So that's, what I say, you know, a lot of times in life, things will continue to happen to us until we can really see the lesson um, and appreciate the lesson. Yep.
1: Yeah. And integrate and integrate. And then I would say the next step after this, which is you do, you do beautifully. And we all have the option to do is then share that with the world, right? Turn, turn the mess into the message, right? Turn the pain as to in part of your purpose, right? And we all have access to that, right? This is not a Carly thing. This is not a Harrison thing. This is a human thing. Carly, thank you for going a bit deeper there. And I hope that gave some value to people moving through those, those trauma elements and a big part of the work that I do around inner child really targets that. So I felt, like I said, I felt those the, that spidey sense tingling as you were sharing your story, Carly. But I want, to, I want to shift gears here a little bit now to another question I have for you that is something that in my little world, I don't talk to many other, I mean, I do talk to you, but I don't talk to about practices that much with you and like how we do and structure sessions. And I'm interested as someone that's listening to this, and someone who may be looking for a holistic health coach. I feel one of the barriers to entry for a lot of people is where the hell do I begin? Right? Because when you look at holistic healing, there, there are different angles to come in from. We just talked about the inner child and the emotional piece. You have the nutritional piece that you were talking about. There's the movement, the yoga, the exercise, there's sleep. We could talk about the spiritual reconnection. I'm wondering for you, Carly one, where do you begin with someone who comes in to see you for help? And two, where do you recommend someone coming in start? Like where do they as an individual need to begin uh, within the sort of holistic lens?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, because it can be so overwhelming when you make that choice to start, you know, healing yourself and and your body. Um, But The One thing I think is I hate to say, but you know, truth is, it is a journey, but a beautiful one that you will evolve through, and you will be able to work with different people at different times to get to different levels. Right? The way that I kind of explain to people is, it's not that one practice or method is more advanced or better than the other. They're layered, and they are different. Just steps along the journey. Um, You know, I you have to really get to someone that resonates with you. The type of people that I connect with professionally and personally now is so different than the ones that I did five years ago, right? Because it's a continual evolution, even in my own health. Yeah. You're
1: different. You're different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that is the beautiful thing about life. That is what we're here to do to grow and to change stagnation is boring. Right? So I, I, encourage people to when they are deciding on where to go one it is someone that resonates with you and makes you It is a few steps ahead of you sometimes you know I even tell people that want to start coping, um or start mentoring or just sharing their story to be a light that you don't have to be healed or perfect to do that right you're going to help someone who's just a few steps behind you because you're going to have the most understanding Mm. and direct empathy for what they are going through. And you are the one who can truly pull them in. So I like to, when I, if I'm picking someone to work with, I want someone that is where I see myself in five years, Mm. not in 20 because there's a, a lot of different steps there, right? Like it's where you want to be in the next chapter. And that's why I try to be, um, pretty authentic with, with my stories and, and my situation, and the reform party girl stuff, um, because that's
1: what pulls people in.
0: Yeah. You, you know, I want people that know like, well, okay, I'm still doing this. And that's why, I mean, you see, I, I post things about like drinking or you know, wine and food, because I want to work with people that know that is okay, girl. Yeah, like not I'm not alone. You don't have to, yeah. And you don't have to like step up and say, okay, well I'm ready to, you know, I mean, like everyone's on a spectrum, right? But you can say, I want to better my health, but maybe you don't have to like quit drinking completely. Someone's not ready for that. It's getting that meeting someone where they're at. So I think that you have to find or work with someone who is approachable to you. Mm.
1: And that, um, so I'm so happy that you're sharing this, Carly. Uh, that, re- you know, that resonance that you're talking about tuning into and that whether someone is approachable to you, This really highlights, at the end of the day, the best coach, the best therapist, the best doctor, the best practitioner you have on your side is the one that's inside of you. And yes, sometimes we need a bit of help getting back to that, right? It's the famous Rumi quote, we're all here to walk each other home. So you need someone external to help you see what you cannot see internally. So you can move through the shit, move through the layers to get back to your deep sense, in many ways, of self-love. But I want to make this very clear for people listening is just because that inner healer needs a bit of help doesn't mean it's not speaking. And often it speaks to us to direct us to who the people are that we need to get back to ourselves, right? So you might be listening to this podcast as an example, and you might be listening to Carly and yes, maybe you connect to her story, but even beyond that, maybe your heart is beating a bit faster, or maybe you feel excited, or maybe you feel enthused and you don't know why that is an indicator that that beautiful little inner healer inside of you is giving you a little tap on the shoulder, right? We overlook the intuitive sense that we all have. Do you think that plays a role, yeah. Carly?
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And the more, you know, that we clean up the inside, the, the easier it is to hear that voice like that basically in a nutshell, the healthier we become. I think that the easier it is to hear our intuition, but I always just encourage people, you know, just follow and connect with people. I've even noticed that some of the people that I may work with now or people I started following on social media or connected with like two years ago because just something clicked and I wasn't quite sure, but like you you stay on, on path with them. So if this is resonating with anyone, you know, make sure that you connect with me because um, it's not like a today or tomorrow situation for some people. Sometimes we have to get on a path and, and start kind of a, A social media relationship, yeah, right. Like there's been other coaches and other wellness experts that I have followed for a while. Trust Um, you're building trust. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I like how you called it a relationship because that's what it is, right? It's a relationship. And I want to hit. I want to go into another question here, Carly. Got to change gears here a bit, but uh, that when you do sign up with a coach, you need that relationship mentality right meaning that like any relationship you want it to be a healthy one right so you want to watch out for codependency you want to watch out for making sure that you're showing up right because we, the coach will show up i know i can do that i know you do that carl you show up in your beautiful brilliant light but then you need to show up as equal right because if you're not then suddenly the the person is dragging you along and you're wondering why you aren't getting results yeah yeah so So that
0: that's 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 so like that's why i sometimes say like i i say in my emails and in my communications like are, are, are you ready or commit because it's not like just signing up or doing something and yet you want to strong arm someone into it like you have to be ready to make the changes and ready to be guided and supported you know as a coach i think our job is here to ask the right questions be the mirror You know, I think that we are all a mirror that reflects the truth to someone else, pulls out what they already intuitively know, but maybe haven't been able to hear. Um, And then it's just guidance and support and accountability,
1: Yeah, right? Big one, big one. Kylie, I want to talk about now one of your other sort of maybe niches, specialties, something that you you speak to a lot is uh, autoimmunity, right? And I think holistic health coaching, you know, I think any sort of holistic approach is powerful, but I think the holistic method applies very nicely to healing and curing and moving on autoimmune conditions. So let's start this part of the conversation, Carly, with me asking you, what comes up when I ask, what do you think people have wrong with approaching healing from autoimmunity?
0: It has been become a diagnosing party right? There, there's so many different diseases and separate, I'm, I'm using air quotes. I know y'all can't hear me, but I'm sitting here using my air quotes. Um, you know, you have a, a thyroid disorder and there is something, and we, we think this is incorrect, right? But there's something solely wrong with the thyroid or you have, you know, a skin disorder and there's something solely wrong with the skin, but these are all just symptoms of a common root issue. And that is why somebody who has one autoimmune diagnosis is likely to have more because there is something deep rooted that is that is going on that we have to start healing um, that you really have to take a holistic approach. You know, medications to all autoimmune diseases do not rid the body of autoimmune. There is not one medication that you take if you have autoimmune disease that makes it go away. It is. Slightly relieving, possibly relieving symptoms. Um, However, in my experience, I've been diagnosed with three different autoimmune diseases. Um, In my experience, you can completely rid the body of pain. Carly, let me
1: jump in there. Which which conditions were you diagnosed with, just for people listening?
0: I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. Um, Then I was diagnosed with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, And then I was, I don't even say diagnosed. I was told by some neurologists I had multiple sclerosis because I had brain imaging that looked like it. And and it was through this process. And I was already, um, I was already a certified coach. I wasn't practicing. I had a master's degree in health communications. I was already in the health space. Like I understood food and fitness, right? But it was through this tornado of diagnoses that I was like, I understood the root issue in the medical system and the, what people face, because I, as you can tell, like I I kept showing up, I didn't just ask one doctor what to do. And what I found in my journey was I would go to many different doctors and they would have completely different treatment plans. Mm. And it was then that I became even with, with the, with the multiple sclerosis, which can be a terrifying, it was a terrifying diagnosis. Um, I was in Los Angeles. I was going to UCLA. So I had some of the top, you know, the sexiest named neurologists, Mm -hmm. And I was having different ones tell me the completely different level or steps and proceed processes to move forward. And so I share that. Um, I actually have a post that I was going to, I'm going to post tonight, a a real talking about, um, about finding the right doctor Mm. because we have to be involved in our healing journey. And And I don't want anyone to go to a doctor, get a diagnosis and say, Oh, Doc said I have to take this medicine, and this is my situation, and this is for life because it's not. The
1: case. This is so important, and I want to. I want to come back to the the autoimmune condition because I want to break down some things with that, Carly. But I want to emphasize this point first. We live. I just. I did another podcast this morning with our mutual friend Dr. Emmy, and we were talking. We were talking yeah, about I knew this.
0: When you said that. For yeah. some reason, I was like Emmy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and we were talking about this. We were talking about the and she sees it in her practice right and, that, and that's why she is a holistic doctor the, this difference okay. between a symptomatic isolated approach versus holistic integrative approach and it's and i and i want to be very clear here i'm not disparaging any of the any any of the beautiful people within the allopathic system the word here is yeah. the system the system itself creates a a kind of diagnosis a kind of treatment a kind of protocol that leaves you like a mechanistic machine, right? leaves you as if, okay, you have something around the thyroid, like you were saying, so let's just treat, let's do a surgery and remove the the thyroid gland altogether. And I'm sure you'll be fine, right? If I remove the thing that's causing the issues, causing the issues, then everything's going to be good. Well, not really. So I want to jump in now and give people even more value around this autoimmune uh, challenge, right? And I think, yes, there are, I want to be very careful here. You know, we're not your doctors. We're not giving any kind of medical advice, but there is lifestyle protocol, lifestyle tips, lifestyle approaches that really? if you are if you are someone who's suffering through an autoimmune condition, you can implement them and things can shift. So I want to pass back to you, Carly. I'm thinking. You know, my head is already going towards food. My head's already going towards movement. My head's already going towards sleep what are a couple of tips that are coming up yeah. that you want to share with people that might be suffering through an autoimmune condition?
0: And, and, same thing, and I'm going to um, keep the list concise because I don't want anyone, I'm like saying this there again, like if someone's looking at me to make a note and try to go DIY this at home, right? Like, even though, like, and I'm not trying to say, I knew what I was in the wellness space. I worked with with professionals. I worked with different doctors in my healing journey, right? And different practitioners um, as guidance tools, measurement tools, getting insight, um, getting different opinions, right? So I just tell someone that this is not a DIY, work with someone else. That being said, um, there are common, common themes. I mean, removing things that are inflaming to the body. Our body is amazing and miraculous. And it's this machine that is built to heal itself, right? And the problem is and so many of our
1: Kali, sorry, I need to interrupt you again. We need to yes. hear that, what you just said. It is meant to heal. Our yes. our base state is healing. Yes. Our base state is health. It's not suffering. It's not, it's not, it's not it's not chronic pain. It's homeostasis and health. Sorry. I had to make yes. sure people hear that. Keep going. Keep going. I'm
0: so glad you did because I mean I'm um I'm reading. This one right now, I'm obsessed. I'm like, um, is this one? This is what Jodah's been just I'm like highlighting, underlining everything in it. And the reason I bring that up because it gives so many other, um, actual examples of people who have all these ailments and they are completely healed. This is actually just through mind work. Um, but no, our body is designed to go back to square one to healing, and it can do that. But the way that our life has set up modern-day society for most people is we have a lot of barriers to healing, and these can come in the form of stressors. And these stressors can be emotional stressors, they can be environmental stressors, they can be food, um, inflammatory stressors. So it's only by pulling out the body's barriers to healing, which can include an anti-inflammatory diet, removing certain foods. And I'm not one that talks about good foods or bad foods because of the children eating. I almost hate when i'm listening to people and they're like you know dairy's the devil well no it's not but it well, tends to of be dairy. more in yeah. <laughs> exactly it, it's very you have to be aware of what it is it the majority of dairy that most people yeah. you know common society eat is inflammatory yeah. right well um, let
1: let's i want to break that down let's because this is i agree with you here carly i agree with All the things you've said thus far. But this particular point, I often think dairy gets a bad rap. And it's it's because it's so hard to get good dairy. Dairy is so easy, excuse my language, to fuck up, right? Because there are so many things that can go wrong with it. And most of the big food corporations, they 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 make those things go wrong. So let me just I want to explain this, then I wanna keep hearing. Carly about some of these other foods these other practices. I think this is really valuable. Dairy, dairy one, you need, you want to get organic dairy. How often are we eating organic dairy? That is, that is um, hormone free. That's the first point. Second point, how are you, are you noticing what those, what those cows are eating? How often are you getting grass fed? dairy. I'm sure one of the next things you're about to say, Carly, is are those non-organic those glyphosate sprayed grains that we need to get out of our diet that that decreases inflammation. How are you considering that with the dairy? Are you considering the homogenization and the pasteurization process of dairy? Those are just that's just three elements. How often do we see dairy that ticks all of those boxes? And if you're not ticking those boxes, what is it going to be? It's going to be inflammatory. Does that Do you agree with that, Carly? Am I hitting somewhere in the ballpark?
0: Amen. The problem is not the food. The problem is the system upon which the food is made. Same with wheat gluten, right? I mean, unless someone that has celiac disease, and that even then, that's so controversial. It's not, you know, wheat is not god-awful. The problem is how we have been creating it and what is in it and what is going on. So I, I share that because it is not the food that is the problem. It is the way that food is currently made in bulk for the most of us, that is the problem. And then I also tell people, um, a lot of a lot of people, people will make healthy choices, right? And they'll go to the grocery store and they'll buy the quality crap, but then they eat out still three times or pick something up. And um, I don't um, care what where you go, it's not like it's not top-notch. Wheat, it's not top-notch dairy when you eat out. And every time, even if you only have, you have, you know, the, the example of dairy, if you have quality dairy at your house, and then you have it twice a week, you have shit dairy that is causing another, like just bamming your body. So it's never the food. It is the way that it is made. And so that's why when you're healing from autoimmune, it's removing these things while the body can heal. And I, and I say while the body can heal because I want people to not have to think like if, if someone loves cheese because it's a new thing literally um, is the, <laughs> I don't like that, amen that I don't want anyone to think wait so I can never have that again well I'm just not gonna do it that's not the situation we take out things while the body heals and then once the body is in a healthy state then it can process moderate amounts of Food, it, uh, dairy, yeah. food, yeah, right. Like the body, because it goes back. And once the machine is stronger, then it can take care of this and yeah. remove naturally, detoxify itself.
1: So, a couple of things with this, and then I, I want to talk about maybe movement practices, maybe sleep recovery practices around autoimmunity. But we could talk about this nutrition piece all day, Carly. I might have to bring you back okay. on, and, and we'll just do a food chat. But yeah. the the going out piece. I think a lot of people overlook is what are the cooking oils that people use when you go out to restaurants? This is a big one, right? So we, we hit on the dairy. We briefly talked about the grains. We, this one we didn't mention, but it's a given the refined sugar, but the refined oils are another really big, powerful piece that if you are trying to eat an anti-inflammatory diet to heal and support your autoimmune healing journey, those, vegetable oils, the canola oils, the grapeseed oils, those highly refined, you know, um, what's the word? I'm thinking hydrogenated, Hydrogenated. yeah, hydrogenated oils, they are causing systemic inflammation Mm -hmm. and they're they're heavily poured into any sort of going out, what are they using in the kitchen? They're using, they're not using coconut oil or grass-fed butter. They're using canola oil. They're using grapeseed oil. They're using the cheap oils. Let's put a pause there. Because I'm, I'm getting so excited, Carly, and we could talk about that. I, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I will. I'll stop
0: on that one, but that's my jam.
1: Yeah, I know. I love it. And let's let's shift here to movement. Okay, I okay. want to give a couple of tips here for people listening. In your experience, your expertise, someone moving through an autoimmune challenge, what's a way that they can maybe move their body or incorporate some kind of healthy movement practice that can support that recovery?
0: Okay, I want to. Um point out like one kind of overlying theme a lot of people that have that tend to have autoimmune are more like go-getters overachievers not think like everyone but like push hard show up an awesome quality not a bad quality but that being said when we're talking about exercise high levels intense exercise can be seen as another stressor on the body so when we were talking about this right now when you're healing to remove those stressors um, you know, busting your ass every day in a CrossFit class where you're like really, you know, straining is not the most supportive way to heal. I like to go bust it sometimes too. Like I'm saying, once the body goes on this healing journey, you can do that. Right. Um, and, and this doesn't mean that you should just lay there and not do anything and only do yin yoga, which I love yin yoga, but we have to almost take out the mindset to go hard or go home and find other ways that actually allow the body to release. And I don't want to, I consider to talk about like fat, the fascial system and the emotions that are stored in the fascial system and how that relate. Um, but I think that there's just a lot of other more moderate movement is supportive of the body in the process. I really like doing things for at like, least like, what for my favorites during healing were Pilates. Um, it was helping with alignment, not intense Pilates, but doing Pilates, doing, um, I love yoga. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, I, I do, I went to like a, we have it in here in the States called like core power yoga. And it's mm. kind of like, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like really commercialized yoga. So you get in this, like, you know, it's a hot yoga room and you have weights and you're like, going. I mean, it's, it's intense, bro. Um, But it's not like there's nothing. You you lay on the floor in shavasana at the end because you're beat the fuck up. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's it's
1: masculine. It's very. It's very masculine, which has a place. But we need balance. And I think this is. I want people to. This is the main point that Carly's hitting on here, and just a slight little tangent, Carly. That's another thing we have in common. Back to the clubhouse (laughs) conversation. We've both multitasked on Clubhouse doing yin yoga positions. Just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, yeah, that's often what I'm doing. Um, But I just want people hearing this with the autoimmunity and movement. You need to balance working out with working in, right? We need Mm -hmm. to balance the masculine doing with the feminine receiving, right? And when when we're healing our body, I want to give an example with this. And this is something that I'm sure each and every one of us have seen in a gym. We've seen those, those people. I have I was one of them at one point on the treadmill going for 20 minutes at the same pace, walking in that aerobic sort of style. And that is exactly what we do not want to do, right? Because what is happening from a hormonal perspective, our body adjusts, right? So if you're sticking at the same pace for 20 minutes, that cortisol is rising and rising and rising and rising, and your body is adjusting to that stress, What you want, and this is what Carly was getting at, you want interval-based exercise, right, that has an up but also has a down, right? This is where interval training can be good either in aerobic fashion or with weight training, right? And if Mm -hmm. it, it depends on your condition, depends on how much your body is dealing with, right? But if you're trying to build up your mitochondrial health, you're trying to regain your energy, Having that interval-based element is going to support your hormonal system. Do you agree?
0: There's something, yes, yeah, There's something that you said that I think needs to be re-highlighted. Um, balancing working out with working in. So we think about working out. That is a release, a push out of energy. Working in is pulling energy back into our body. When we're healing, we need. I mean, that y'all want talk about. We need to bring energy in. So if you're constantly just pushing out, the body has nothing with which to heal. So it really is this, this forward and backward. Before we move on to the movement, I want to, um, because it's really important to me, I want to touch on mindset.
1: Yeah, let's, um, let's, let's shift to that, Kylie. Let's do that.
0: Yes. Um, so when I you know, went through this, I guess it's called my my autoimmune tornado. I, I understood the food and I understood the fitness part. But the mindset piece was what I think so many people are missing and they don't heal from. Autoimmune is really high correlated with worry, stress, um, yeah, just a- a- anxiety, like deep seated worry. People that feel like you know they have to get more done, go hard, go hard, you know, the to do list. The even, you know, I have I'm from the South Mississippi, which is very like conservative everywhere. There's a lot of stay at home moms, but either. Even these women who from the outside would not look, they don't have corporate careers or something like that. They're very much, you know, making the list, having a perfect dinner, cleaning the house. It's very much go, go, go. And that is draining of the body. And there's a correlation with high levels of worry and worthiness. So there's worry and worthiness with autoimmune diseases. So I want anyone hearing that, that that is why, like when I was redefining how I was going to work with people, it was so important to me to have that holistic component, because of course the nutrition and the movement is imperative to healing. But if we don't start addressing this, um, you know, fire under our ass, that's there for no reason, right? That, that makes us feel more of a greater worth because we get more done
1: then the body won't be able to fully heal. I love it, Carly. And you're taking this a step deeper. I'm going to see your deepness. I'm going to raise you. I'm going to go even deeper here with you. So I often, when I speak about mindset within the holistic approach, this is where I start implementing emotional elements, right? This is where I start implementing the emotional healing. And I want to, so we're still sticking on this autoimmune umbrella here. And I want to come back to one of your conditions was Hashimoto's thyroiditis, right? That was one of your, and I want yeah. to bring attention to that thyroid center and energetically emotionally, what, what, what is represented in that thyroid center? It's the throat chakra. And one of the, one of the, I'm releasing a podcast next week. Well, depending on when this is released, you'll be able to see it in the, in the, in the, in the podcast feed. But I released an episode on chakra healing. And this is where we can connect a couple of dots here. Carly, you also said in your in your childhood and adolescence, you had this re- reoccurring uh, trauma coming into your life. The throat chakra is the area in which we communicate the energy that needs to be expressed. As a child, and I'm just gonna, I'm not saying you went through this, Carly, but I'm just painting a picture for people listening. Let's say as a child, I did experience some kind of trauma, sexual and or otherwise. One of the innate childhood needs is the ability to grief and grow, the ability to grief and grow. If that need was not met, either maybe we had a trauma and we were told to shut up, we were told not to talk about it, we were told not to express, not to feel, not to release, that energy, that emotion, that deserve to be released isn't just going to disappear, right? Emotion is energy and motion, and we know through through physics that energy is neither created or destroyed; it's either moving or transforming into something else. So I'm going to land here and pass back to you, Carly. What I want people to sit with this: if that emotion from that traumatic event was unable to move like it like it deserved to through the throat what do you think one of the ways that energy was going to manifest the body keeps score? Does it not Carly?
0: It absolutely does. I think that once I started to understand the different diagnoses that I had and where they sat in my body and what those centers of my body, which kind of energy they held. um, That was when I started putting so many pieces together, right? You're, your throat chakra is really your, your communication center. It's being heard, feeling understood. And I often tell people too, it's not just heard, it's listening. It's receiving, it's hearing and being connected. It's really hearing people, right? Or really trying, understanding. Um, and it is, I, I kind of give the example of like a massage. The more that we do this exercise or are doing like bicep curls, the more that we take care of that center, the more it is able to heal.
1: And just what we need to realize too around this is what, what Carly and I are saying around, you know, whether it's food, whether it's movement, whether it's emotion, these are your tools, right? This is not an awe situation. These are all the things that you implement to take that step forward, right? Look at this compared to what we said at the start with the, take this prescription and go home and you'll be fine. You're taking one thing to fix one symptom of a larger multitude of, of challenges now versus you're getting all of these little elements, all of these practices to meet the bigger challenge, right? It's totally different.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think it can be intimidating to some people at first, right? Because it's Like, wait, I have to do all these things. No, again, it is a, a process, but I give the analogy, if you can like imagine a bucket of water if you poke one hole, things might slowly drain out, right? But if you poke a bunch of different holes in the bucket, the, the pain moves out, the disease yep. moves out. So when you take a holistic approach, you're really just attacking the problem from many different angles. And that's when you really get the problem to go away.
1: Love it. Carly, I have one more question for you, but before we get to that, I want to give you a bit of space now as people have been hearing like I promised, you are a beautiful shining light that has so much passion, has so much has so much momentum behind you. And I would love to hear for you to share with the people listening, what do you have going on in the world and what do you want to promote for maybe people who want to reach out to you?
0: Yeah, I, I, the, the one thing that I'm really excited about promoting right now is it's going to be in about three weeks. Um, so make sure to connect with me on social media, because that's where I'll be talking about it on Instagram. That's where I kind of live my life. Um, but I'm going to be doing a one hour fertility webinar and it's for people, women who either, um, are already trying or plan to try in the future because it's right now, one in seven women will have struggles getting pregnant. I am 37. I have girlfriends left and right that are doing this or doing that. Um, it's many of them are in their younger thirties and it's, it is becoming an epidemic, right? Like it really is, our bodies are, are not able to, because it's similar to autoimmune stuff. There's so many underlying autoimmune stuff. So anyway, I have compiled a list because I was told with my PCOS that I would have to use medical intervention to get pregnant. Um, I did not, just like many of us were told we would have to take a medication to heal. Um, I did not. I have a two-year-old son and I'm pregnant with my second one right now, all taking a holistic and natural approach. And so I'm so excited to share this with other people. So I'm just doing a one-hour free webinar and it's all natural ways to support fertility, which includes, you know, foods to add, foods to remove, Um, mindset practices. Mindset practices are very, very important when we're getting a body baby ready. Um, and, and, and the movement practices, it kind of goes back to a lot of the healing stuff, right? You have to create a safe home for the body. So I want women instead of deciding that they're going to get pregnant and going on this journey and having these obstacles to maybe sit there and take a little bit of time, just preparing and healing their body. And so they don't have to go on that stress train. So I'll be doing that in about three weeks.
1: Love it, Carly. And what I'll do is I'll I'll get some details off you. I'll get you to send me a bio and some pictures and all your details and I'll put it in the show notes. And if you're listening to this and you want to reach out to the powerful Carly, just uh, see the show notes and you'll see the details there. And it's it's interesting before I throw you the last question here, Carly. I always tell people, you know, one of the best ways to stay motivated along this health journey is to have a big enough dream, to have a big enough goal, to have a big enough, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. And I can't think of a big enough, I can't think of the, a better example of it than having a, a beautiful little baby, right? So, uh, yeah. I wish you, I wish you so much luck in that workshop, Carly. Thank you. You're so welcome, Carly. My last question for you here is. On this podcast, I'm really promoting this reconnection back into our deep, deep, deep space of love, right? Because when we connect inwards, we connect outwards into the world. So, Carly, my question for you is: How do you define personally that L O V E word?
0: Okay, I did a, a Instagram post on this and an email around Valentine's Day um, that. Really stuck home, set home for me and a handful of other people. You know, we we have this misconception that love is conditional, right? That we find people that that meet a bunch of um, check, make check marks that do certain things for us. But one thing I want to point out: I don't, I know, and I don't believe. I know that we cannot truly, in the definition that I give of love, love another person until we have self-love, um, because then. What, using loving someone else is just using them to give yourself worth. So I think there are so many people that say they have been in love before. Um, they really have self love, but it is not possible because at that time it's conditional. So what real love is? It is a complete unconditional acceptance of another person in all their entirety, in all their entirety, not for what they do for you not for how they make you feel. We always hear people say, well, they make me feel this way. But when we have true self-love, we don't need that anymore. And at that point is when you can truly love another person, accept them unconditionally and in their entirety.
1: So beautiful, my friend. I could not have said it better myself. Carly, thank you for joining me on this podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to spend more time with you to hear your voice, see your beautiful face. Pleasure. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right, beautiful souls. I thank
0: appreciate you. you so much.
1: You're so welcome, Carly. And it's been such a pleasure, pleasurable experience. Beautiful souls, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. I'm wishing you a wonderful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Harrison here with a beautiful Carly and Route. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic
0: Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R.
1: Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the WannaBet podcast?
0: David, have you ever seen a
1: grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th.